0: Listen now. Go to AmericanCriminal.com or search for and follow American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Citizens of the Reject Nation, Coy invited me to be his special plus one for an event to go watch. Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part Uno. Best caddies ever. One of the most anticipated movies of the like the last three years or something <laughs> for both of us. Yeah. We love this franchise so much i've been watching the behind the scenes like i i love this franchise so much so easily i was like yeah i would i love to go we started shooting this at the theater and when i say started i mean like we just started we got permission but then there was a misunderstanding so then we had to evacuate premises <laughs> and now we're in the backyard <laughs> but guys before we go into our review we asked one thing you know uh jump off a motorcycle and land yourself on the like button quick little plot synopsis let me think about this so ethan hunt and his imf crew are back in action on a mission to obtain this other half of a key they keep reminding you of that the terrorists and the world superpowers are also after because it'll gain them access to this ai that could literally control the world so you know they're racing across the globe there's a new villain here who is a part of ethan hunt's past from before he was in the imf so it's kind of personal and they've they've gone rogue again you know it goes you know it goes and there you have it that's the plot of mission impossible dead reckoning part one now Definitely got some positives to go into. We talked a little bit during the credits. But there's also some, I would say, mixed bag terrain that hopefully we will know how to communicate without spoiling very soon. So let's just go over the very obvious positives cast and action is kick it off Tom Cruise Tom Cruise to What you think of Tom, Tom Cruise. Cruise is
2: I don't know how he does it I don't know how he finds new 11s like you know the concept of turning it up to 11 you think every Mission Impossible he's found the 11 and yet he lives it here I've yes. always said he's the drama Daniel Day-Lewis and the action Jackie Chan in one very intense body this is that as like a showcase for two and a half hours the way he does comedy in this I really enjoyed because it actually brings in some of his Tropic Thunder miming he's sensibilities underrated at comedy. he's yeah. such a good comedian actor and it's the physicality of him because he knows how to not only use his body for drama that is literally not talking but also comedically and i feel like this is a big showcase of his comedic physical uh, language the showcases that with action in a way that is maybe the funniest action of the franchise. I think the Ghost Protocol is the funniest writing, but I think comedically this has a lot of that Jackie Chan prop comedy that I think Tom Cruise doesn't get enough credit for, yeah. while also acting his freaking eyeballs out. Yeah. The Tom Cruise of it all is is amazing. There's a reason he's the last movie star. I love I love Tom Cruise.
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I love Tom Cruise very much so too, especially on the big screen. We know he has that passion for the action, but that fervor for the intensity and the emotion to help sell those action scenes that much more. He gets a chance to go back to being a little bit more of a darker Ethan Hunt this time around. I wouldn't mm-hmm. say as dark as he gets in like Mission Impossible 3, but also showcase some of the more comedic side. But there's other cast members here who are also great, who really deserve to be talked about. Haley Atwell. I don't know if it's really a spoiler or not. Uh, not really, because it's the first thing you ever learn about this person. She's a thief. I'll just keep it at that. She's a professional thief, which is very different from a professional spy. It's refreshing. breath of fresh Favorite air. Favorite new character since Renner. She is... The the absolute standout in this movie. And so she, good. She works well with anyone she's bouncing off of. She fits perfectly into this world. Her chemistry with Tom Cruise shes Tom Cruise movie star off level. the charts. Yeah, she's great. Like, like, this is a, a star to match Tom Cruise's yeah. charismatic star capabilities by far. And before we go on to some action scenes, I think another one who... Dude,
2: the surprise of the movie for me? Can I... Can I... Please. Palm Clemente. I have for
1: years... It's actually pronounced Clementiev. Oh, excuse me. I had me. to learn that to make when sure... When I, really I saw, interviewed like, her, when I, when I, talked, I talked to her, her, and I was like, Miss yeah. clemente
2: Palm is a four In this, I'm always struck by how passionate she is, how. Intent she is And how like Joyous and bubbly She is But in an intense way That isn't cloying It's a really hard line To walk to be like That much of an energy Believe me I know I'm a lot The way they use The energy of Palm In this Is so different Than Mantis Is so different Than anyone I've ever seen And she's terrified She's got the thing That I think a lot of Action movies try to do Where they do the Silent assassin She's just quiet She's not silent They do it I think the best I've ever seen In modern cinema So impressed with her
1: She is like a sledgehammer What I think they did better Here with her Is what I wanted out of what they did like i enjoy henry cavill's presence in fallout but they set him up in fallout as like he's the guy you send in to get the job done and he doesn't play by anybody's rules but he's like he, he gets his ass kicked a lot in that movie he, does, he, he doesn't really seem like the guy you send in to get the job she done does. a lot of the time she is she is that thing that i wanted henry cavill to be that they kept saying henry cavill would be she's not really given like a crap ton of lines but you could tell she's having that fun with this role it. and especially as so many of us know her as mantis this is the end. Antithesis dances, but also like so maniacal and gleeful. I loved her presence here. I thought she was great. The rest of the cast, as we know you know, generally pretty great. You know Rebecca but Ferguson. Rebecca Ferguson. One of the best good. working she's, actors. She's not in it that much, but when she's there, it's effective. Simon Pegg Simon literally Pegg, shows
2: up on screen and you're just like, oh, I remember what happiness yeah. is.
1: heartfelt, sincere, Luther Ving Rhames. Oh, Rames, man. It, like the rest of the cast is really good. Now the action scenes, this is like the main thing people show up for, right? There are some stupendous action scenes in here, I would, I would absolutely say. The one that you see teased in the trailer a lot of the time where it's Tom Cruise and Haley Atwell who are like handcuffed while inside of a car. I would say my favorite action scene of the movie. Coy was talking a lot about the comedy that can Mm. be infused in some of the action here. I really thought they had a great balance of that. Like that was a scene that was truly exciting, intense, also... Was making the theater laugh a lot. Yeah. Because intentionally, though. Like, they had things in there. And the other thing, too, they go through a lot of the same locations that they go through in the car chase scene in the bomb and the Fast X. Yeah. Like, literally, some of the exact <laughs> same spots. And it was cool to watch it here because you're like, but this is real. Like, these are locked off shots. You can tell there's none of the CGI stuff happening here because that's a Mission Impossible the franchise thrives so much on. So it's cool to get this comparison. And it felt that much more vital and real mm. because we just saw one that it used a lot of. Crazy fantasy action. It's literally yeah. like
2: a one-to-one. you are gonna be like yeah. old-style movie making, new-style movie making, yeah. and it's beautiful yeah. to see how they do yes. the wreckage. It's carnage. This feels like when you're a kid and you go see a blockbuster, and I feel like that's now been made into a negative. People are saying that derogatoryly, like, oh, it's a blockbuster. When we used to say that, it meant a good thing, and I'm using it that way. It feels like going to the movies and having yourself some popcorn, but not in a way that dumbs down the experience. It's just so joyous.
1: There's some stuff I have a bit of a mixed opinion on. I know someone else who saw it a different screening and they said their crowd was losing their shit on the part where the, the one they've been promoting a lot where he jumps off the cliff with the motorcycle, free falls. I had a different experience here where I was... I was let down by the overall scene, because the stunt in and of itself is so goddamn dangerous and so impressive, yet in terms of it being a scene, I feel like there's a reason not a lot of early reactions have actually been highlighting this moment. Because more than a lot of the other stunts in this franchise, it really felt like Tom Cruise, he wanted to do a stunt, and he got to do the stunt, and the stunt in and of itself is cool, And but normally the build-up to the stunt is tense, then the stunt scene itself is super intense. But here, the buildup is tense, but the actual stunt, while still cool, surprisingly doesn't feel as impactful of a scene. I I
2: think my issue was in the edit, because I was invested in the stunt, and I was invested in the other plot that was happening, but I think the choice to leave the stunt when they did to go to the other plot and then come back undermined both of them, because they're tonally so different, you were like, I want to know more about, I guess I want to know, stay here, do I stay
1: here? Yeah, the momentous buildup to the stunt kind of felt like it kept getting interrupted instead of ramping up excitement to it
2: it makes you not enjoy the juxtaposition as opposed to being like
1: i'm fraught with peril you're like wait now i'm undermined the other part of it is because this is an insane thing that they did if you watch the behind the scenes of it it is a a gnarly thing and it's the reason why they've been promoting this stunt it's it's easily the craziest stunt of this is it's the stunt of the movie the issue is is that that stunt in and of itself makes for just a short-lived moment and not a full scene if you think about like even him going underwater even though there were some cgi enhancements that's scene's like a, a few minutes hanging long. Hanging on the plane. If, hanging on the plane. That's a full scene. If you, it, uh, the climb Climbing the burge. That's a full scene. So even if you see the behind the scenes, you still get the drama of that scene. And here it's like, off the cliff. There he goes. It's It's exactly dialogue. as long as it is in the trailer, and now and it's that done. does change the, yeah. the intensity because you're like, wait, I've seen this. But I know some people who were who saw it. I want to see it
2: like, with a crowd that has that reaction because we that saw it with a
1: full crowd out. and no one reacted
2: to but, it. But I want to. I want to yeah. know if we would react differently sure. with a crowd. Definitely, that's definitely cheering.
1: And then the other big one that's been teased a lot, and this is the one I see people constantly talking about on social media, is the train sequence. Now here's where i feel like i'll have the most unpopular opinion it would be such a spoiler for me to tell you what this train sequence entails the best i can say without spoilers it kind of reminds me of of a a part of uncharted 2 i would say this train sequence i love in concept i could tell a lot of the crowd was on the edge of their seat yeah, I could tell you were, yeah, I was right next to you. you were <laughs> I was very literally
2: you. on the edge of my seat.
1: The thing that was kind of pulling me on, here's where I'm going to sound like a total asshole, I know, it's just the fact of the matter, is that preceding this moment, there was already some stuff on top of the train that was super CGI. The thing is, this the Mission Impossible franchise has been so well revered for they don't do CGI. And if they do, it's only to help hide some stuff. But not such a thing that will overshadow a moment. I found moments being very much overshadowed by that. And in this particular trance thing, a lot of people are really much crediting. I love the concept of it. Obviously, the whole thing with like the performers are not CGI. You can tell the performers are really doing stuff. But a lot of their surrounding landscapes, I still felt like they were encapsulated in ultimately what was a green screen. And maybe I'm wrong, but it certainly looked that way. And I think that's the difference. And that's what would make me not feel... The danger to the sequence? This is a weird thing to be like, I wish they were really doing this. wish your I'm, life more. Because I'm so used to... Th- Mission Impossible doing that. Because I'm so used to this franchise doing that, it distracted me that much more, so I wasn't able to get as immersed into the suspense. Like, obviously, these guys will be fine. Uh, that's We've seen every Tom Cruise stunt, and we've seen promoting the movie, so we know they're going to be fine in the end, these actors. But the idea is to be so immersed into the moment that you forget about that. And, and here, I never forgot about it.
2: And when you said that in the credits, when we were talking about that scene, I immediately was like, oh, you're right, and I acknowledged it, and in hindsight, I can take myself out, and I was like, oh, I, yeah. that would have removed me. But sense, to me, I was so focused narratively on some of those elements, it yes. didn't pull me out until he said it and then I was like, uh, so I think you'll have one of two experiences. I didn't either say it while you were watching. He was like, hey, I like,
1: hey do you that? Know hey, oh, this set? is so cool, oh, man. No, but let me we ru- ruined this moment. Loudly right over now. the thing. No, but like yeah. when, he, when he
2: mentioned it in the credits, I was like, oh, you're right, but I, in, in hindsight, I can acknowledge that. So I think you, viewer, will either have the experience where you're so in, you can acknowledge it after, Come or you, uh, you'll have like Greg's experience where you're like, man, we're in this and I and I do want to say while we're talking about stunts in this franchise this is an action franchise that I would put above 90% of action franchises it's tricky because of this mixed bag stuff we're on now is because it's not over 90 percent of the mission impossible stunts yeah. in action it's grading on a bell curve mission impossible is so far above everything else that we're saying this in compared to itself but it's still better than 90 percent of action movies ever made so i would say like this is around the middle of my mi experience yes. but that's still in my top five percent of action movies okay this is
1: there's seven movies right yeah I would easily place... Here's the thing, guys. I love, absolutely love, three through six. So four films. I love, right? Three, four, five, six. It sounds weird when you say three through six. <laughs> uh, I, I love three through six. This one, I liked. And I feel like I'll like it even more in a second viewing. Here's the thing. And maybe this is why I wasn't as wrapped up in the narrative, so to speak, like you were saying with that train sequence, which is this movie's two hours and 43 minutes. There's a lot on paper that I appreciate about what they're going for. And when the two hour, 43 minute runtime, most of it is not action. It shouldn't be action. I'm not saying that's the problem. The parts where I would say, it's, just, it's not all negative. And you know, if I was super negative about it, I would not watch my words. <laughs> I would tell you guys if I was just like, oh my God, I hate this or I was bored. It was such a fluctuating mixed bag for me with, most of the movie in terms of everything that surrounded the action scenes Mm. that would lead into the action scenes that sometimes it would actually take away some of the excitement and pulse pounding nature of the action because I wasn't enjoying the stuff that wasn't action as much i mean there are elements where it seems like they're aiming to capture that specific dark espionage tone from the first mission impossible movie which i do appreciate the best way i could say it is this is in the most simplistic terms is like it has all the ingredients of all the other things i loved in all the other mission impossible movies for the things that were not action I, I mean christopher McQuarrie wrote and directed this movie and he wrote and directed the last two that i absolutely loved the recipe that was ultimately cooked up okay i get that they're going for something that's a little bit more topical to today Mm. sometimes the commentary feels like way too heavy-handed and i feel like someone is talking ideas at me and not really living so much in the moment not all the time but a good amount of time a lot of the time it feels like they're going for something that is darker but it doesn't resonate as menacing or intense it can just resonate as dramatic dour, so it loses a little bit of life not all the time but a good amount of the time it can feel that way. Maybe it only stood out to me this time on my first go around, and maybe I won't have it as much of my takeaway on a second go around, but on my first go around, it would definitely impact the way I would ultimately feel about sometimes when we get to an action scene. Sometimes I have the feeling like I'm relieved we're at an action scene right now. As opposed <laughs> to tension. As opposed to like, we mm. built up to here. Yeah. Which is like the other movies that it's so well. I know some people will come at me and be like, she's just taking on own merits. This is number seven. And this is clearly a movie that is not standalone. Also we're like, fighting
2: over which one is like the yeah. fifth or fourth best. In in a film of seven, like, that's how good these movies are. We're like, what's the fourth, fifth best of a seven? Like, they're all that good, but if you want honest opinion, like, I I have some similar qualms with, uh, the movie's got an AI element that is the plot. I felt that at times, I was impressed that 20 years ago when the first one came out, the plot itself would be a sci-fi. This would be like, oh my god, Blade Runner. Now it's, present now yeah. it's, uh, it's topical like you said and sometimes I was like man they trust the audience they're letting us just have this they're spoon feeding yeah. us and then other times it's like here's a shovel of data and I was like <laughs> you just trusted us so much so much exposition so many cases. So, so the, 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 the way
1: they go over the key I made it think about the key, th- the key thing in the plot when I was talking about the plot because they kind of treat the audience like they're an idiot in the first and then minutes. sometimes they
2: don't and I'm like yeah. where is this writing so I would say that while we're judging the action also in the script element there are times that it's that clever Mission Impossible sure. high brow. intellectual action film and other times where it's like oh we're releasing a movie against other things we gotta make sure everyone gets it and
1: I've never felt that admission possible I've never felt they were like let's just take it down and I'm like don't do that to me trust me this is seven how I'm imagining someone hearing what we're saying is going like but I feel like the other movies kind of did that I'm like yeah they they do. They just do different. <laughs> yeah, it's like a, your baking metaphor. Better, and this is also two hours and 40 minutes, so this also gestates a lot longer. To keep and
2: with so, that, the souffle, yeah. sometimes too hot, sometimes not hot enough.
1: Exactly. It falls, and sometimes it burns. It really needed a kind of a punch-up. It was the first time, and I know that they, they must do this for the other ones. This was the first time I really felt like they came up with action scenes first and then they thought of plots to, to work their way to them a lot of the time. and I, and, I, and this is the first time I was distracted by that. There's clearly other moments like that in the other movies, but here I felt that a little bit more. And then they have this other villain here, a- Isaiah Morales, I think, think, think is the his same. Name, yeah. They do have something in here with him that is an attempt to make it a more personal villain for Ethan, linking to his past, but it honestly feels like some stuff they made up just for this movie, not like it's always been a part of the character, so it doesn't really land that strong. He's a charming actor, but after the villain that we got in the last couple, Woo! I'm like I don't know. It's like it's kind of the problem I have with the way a lot of these characters are written this time around. Everyone is just given like, like you said, data. Everyone yeah. is just given explain shit. Everyone's just given exposition to the point Never where Never felt that. Yeah, where I'm like of course these movies have exposition. This is the thing. It's like when you say stuff you're like but don't the other movies do it? Yeah, we but, see you comments. But the way this movie does it is I feel like a lot of time I was listening to ideas in an outline less than I was listening to characters. Yeah. yeah.
2: And yeah. also there's some style choices that make it more severe. I think you and I talked about the like 180 rule a couple times and that's super yeah. nerdy film stuff but there are times where it's shot distractingly avant-garde and like it, it causes a certain like paranoia and noir but sometimes it doesn't fit the tone or it does like this break of the. 80 rule where you're like, I feel like I'm watching the BBC behind the scenes of the scene, and I'm like, Wait, we were just with this character. Why are we over here yeah. in this room? I think meant to be disorienting, but it's disorienting in a way that's like it feels messy and not a, a, a style choice. Yeah. It just felt messy to me.
1: I feel like we got so caught up in trying to communicate that it was just a mixed bag and that we're not negative necessarily. And now it's negative. And now it just so I had such a good time negative. because, it, like, overall, I'm like, No, watch this on the big screen. I think I've read two really, people being like, I, Boy, doesn't like everything. I really, really mean it. Like, watch this on the big screen because it's so certainly worth it. It, and i am definitely excited for I can't part to see two it again. Of this movie yeah I can't see it again. that's the thing is like indiana jones i canceled all things i had to watch it again i was like no i don't care to watch it again this one i have tickets to go watch it again and i'm like i'm looking forward to it yeah <laughs> so i I'm, I'm still looking forward to it
2: i think we were positive for 10 minutes and then negative for two but we're so in love with the movie that it's like man those two felt bad like yeah. the act of saying bad things about something you enjoyed is hard so yeah. like I enjoyed a lot. So it's still
1: like a Mission Impossible movie. It's still one of the best action movies ever made. It's just, uh, we're trying to be honest. I am considering the fact that like, no, the main things you show up for really more than deliver. So I would still give it an eight out of 10, just due to that fact. You know what I mean? Mm. But, Overall, for me, like my personal feeling on a first go around, I would say it's seven point five.
2: I'm between seven point five and eight point five in my overall just feelings. I would say for a Mission Impossible, it's a seven point five. For an action movie, it's a nine. So it lands yeah, that's, at a You 8. said it
1: way better, yeah. yeah. So you know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Like that's, that's so I mean. that's
2: where it is. Yeah. It's just there's two scales. There's the Mission Impossible scale. There's the action movie scale, and it's high in the action movie scale and good on a Mission Impossible yeah. scale.
1: It would be easier to talk about this movie if we were just plain and simple, like just purely negative. Then I could just like be super blunt. But I'm like. But I don't want people to think... I'm to see it. It's one of those where I get so caught up in my head and now I'm just talking way too much. Yep, we've been rapping for 20 that's, minutes. Yeah, we All right, guys. Well, which we're one's your favorite Mission Impossible movie? Leave your thoughts down below. I gotta get to cutting this up. Oh my God, Feature length. <laughs> <laughs> this, this, what you have on here on YouTube, it is nowhere near as long as coin and I have filmed. <laughs> this is the benefit when you're at a theater is it forces you to be on... To we should have let him kick us out <laughs> sooner. <laughs>